Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the cat. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the Cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by Birch Sheet Metal. We'll tell you a little bit more about them in just a bit. we got to discuss Nick Richards announcing that he is coming back for a third season, RJ Hampton announcing that he is saying forget college altogether, and a pretty um, heartwarming story from the Memphis area involving John Calipari. Let's start out, Kyle, with the big news of Tuesday. Nick Richards announced via his Instagram and a press release from UK that he will be returning for his junior season. What was your initial reaction when you read it? I mean, that one's not a huge surprise, certainly of the two, he and EJ Montgomery, that were still out there for Kentucky with decisions to make. His, to me, probably seemed the easiest. Um it just there's not much there in terms of pro prospects. I can't imagine he wants to go somewhere and sit out a year if he transferred. So um, not totally stunning, but you know I think there was at least some some worry still about him. And and there's a major depth concern we're going to talk about. I know, uh, especially if EJ decides Wednesday, recording this on Tuesday night uh, at the deadline to stay in the draft. They, they really needed Nick to come back in that case, and so um, that's important. They'll at least have two enough guys to have a starting front line <laughs> in uh, Nate Sestina, the Bucknell transfer, graduate transfer, and uh, Nick Richards. They'd have a very veteran front line, junior and senior, uh, if those were the two guys left. Um, but yeah. it, it, I think it's not insignificant. Um, you know, I guess if you probably were choosing between the two, if, if you're Kentucky, you probably – would choose EJ Montgomery. He's probably got the higher ceiling, but you know, Nick Richards is certainly the more physically developed guy. He's played more 40 games. He's started 70 some games he's played in. He has 80 career blocks. Um, you know, he's got a 25 point game in a college. He's got a 19 rebound game in college. He blocked five shots in nine minutes against Kansas last year. It's not as if, you know, a lot of people are down on Nick Richards, but it's not as if he's never done anything. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he has demonstrated that he's got some 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 game. Uh, it's a largely a confidence issue with Nick, and I think also a feel thing because he's, you know, the, the many times repeated line that he didn't start basketball till he was thirteen or fourteen what? years old. Um, but it, I mean that that will always be a factor. I mean, when you don't grow up in the game, you you probably don't have the kind of natural feel for it and also just the understanding of it uh, of the way the game flows uh, and your role within it. And even probably some of the terminology and all those things um, that a lot of guys who are playing at, you know, playing AAU ball in the third grade. So um, I I still think there's potential for Nick. Uh, I think he was better last year than he was the year before. Maybe not dramatically better, but better. And, at times looked more confident, and I think there's room for him to take even another step. And as much as anything, because there's opportunity for Nick now, you know, to play through mistakes. Unless they go on a uh, a, a spree of adding 2020 reclassifications and grad transfers that we don't know about, Nick Richards is going to get a bunch of minutes next mm-hmm. season. And so there's a chance to play through some stuff, to maybe get into a rhythm, to not feel like he's looking over his shoulder. And who knows? 
what makes the light go off for somebody. It might be something as simple as, as saying like sink or swim, you're getting 25 to 30 minutes a game minimum, you know, have at it, which he's never had here. So. Yeah. Um, real quickly, I'll let you know what John Calipari had to say um, in the press release. He said, I've told him, speaking of Nick, if you come back, I'm expecting you to be one of the best big men in the country. There is no reason he can't be. There is nothing that Nick hasn't seen at this point, and he knows what my expectations are for him in his junior season. I want him to dominate the game and affect it on every single possession. Uh, I do think, kind of twofold to your point, A, Kyle, he, there's going to be minutes unless things just take a turn that we're like not anticipating at all, like Blackshear, Kerry Blackshear Jr. joins the team, and then and there's a reclassification. Unless both those things happen, and EJ Montgomery, like there's going to be minutes for Nick Richards to play. Plus, John Calipari loves, absolutely loves a guy that can block shots in the back. I mean, how many times last year did we hear that? What didn't was it Calipari or Kenny Payne said that we will go as far as Nick Richards takes us? That didn't turn out to be true, but it kind of shows what they think of him and what they think of his ceiling. I mean, obviously, there had been a lot of hand-wringing his freshman year uh, when he was continually starting, even though he wasn't producing as much as people would like. And and I, I don't know if that was the right or wrong decision, but I think it kind of showed you what John Calipari thought of Nick Richards. And then the final much-talked-about quote about Nick Richards was from Kenny Payne, who said he would be the best big man in the country if you cut off his head. Uh, and that was to your point, Kyle, that the stuff was kind of mental at this point. And you can fall back on the fact that he hadn't played the game a long time, but it is, it is. I think you properly categorize it as a feel kind of deal because a lot of times big guys are just clunky and non-athletic. Nick Richards is unbelievably huge and unbelievably fluid. Like when you watch him run, it, it's just kind of crazy to see what he's able to do. Um, he's just got to be able to do it when he gets the ball in his hands and kind of do some things and you know, you saw the flash, the the jump hook when people kind of like, ooh, what was that? If he could do that, I mean, you know, that that's probably good for two buckets a game. Then you're talking about a real contributor on this on this team. He didn't was wasn't able to do it last year, but if he's able to do it next year, he would obviously fill the role that they kind of need, losing two guys and possibly three, depending on EJ Montgomery's decision. Um, so I I still have not like thrown in the towel on Nick Richards. I think some might have. Uh, but there is just so much raw talent and ability there that it. I think at this point it's kind of silly to to not believe that there's a little bit more ceiling uh, left for him to grow into. Uh, I collected some of my favorite uh, responses from Instagram. They're all from his teammates. Well, except one. Uh, one's from his girlfriend. Uh, there was PJ Washington who said, It's your time, brother with a little emoji, then a bag emoji, then a signing emoji, and then a heart. Um, Johnny Juzang said, let's eat. Khalil Whitney said, let's get number nine, bro. Ashton Hagen said, I like this one, I knew you was missing me, Brody. <laughs> <laughs> I like Ashton Hagen. And then um, I liked Emmanuel Quickly's comment, the best from uh, Richards' teammate. He said, yeah, we're just better than them, in quotation mark. He's back. And that was a famous quote. I forget who he said that about in the NCAA tournament. Richards said that they were oh, just Wofford, yeah, right? I, it was uh, the Wofford big men, yeah. And and uh, 
uh, <laughs> it was funny because uh, I was not out there at the podium. We were a lot of us were in the locker room while Nick and some guys were at the podium um, the day before the Wofford game. And when they he said, you know, somebody asked Nick on the podium a question about Wofford's big men, and he basically just in a very matter of fact, very Nick Richards way, said, "Oh, just think we're better than them." <laughs> and he came. They came back in the media room, and I think it was quickly was just grinning from ear to ear and he is walking in front of Nick and he says to Deb Moore, their media relate one of their media media relations people, uh, yo, Nick needs some more uh media training. <laughs> and and Deb said, Oh no, what did you say? And Nick was like, Nothing, nothing. I didn't say nothing. <laughs> oh, and then uh the last comment on the Instagram and uh speaking of comments, we're gonna take a quick break after I read this one and then get to some of your comments and discuss what this means for the roster going forward from his girlfriend who Kyle Tucker has written about their relationship, Leah Edmond, who is a star volleyball player for UK. She said, yay, 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 with 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 heart eye emojis. So Nick Richards coming back has made a lot of people happy. Um, Kyle. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk about your reaction to Nick Richards coming back. But before that, I do want to tell you guys about Burt Sheet Metal. If you need metal roofing or siding for a residential or agricultural project, go direct to where it's made. That's Burt Sheet Metal. They've got classic rib panels cut to order with a 40-year warranty in 15 colors, plus galvalume and economy grade with all the trim and accessories to match. You can give them a call at 859-485-1928 or check out BurtSheetMetal.com. That's B-U-R-C-H, sheetmetal.com. They've also got bubble insulation, permafelt, sliding door tracks, and aluminum frame rails. Burt Sheet Metal is located in Walton, Kentucky. Give them a call at 859-485-1928 or check out burtsheetmetal.com. Don't pay lumberyard prices for metal. Go direct to where it is made. You are Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Okay, Kyle, let's quickly jump into some comments. I put it on the Locked On Kentucky Facebook group and on Twitter, what people thought of Nick Richards coming back. Uh, Sydney said on the Facebook group page, I'm glad he's coming back. I've always felt he could be a Willie Cauley-Stein type player. I really hope that happens this year. Derek said, not surprised that he's returning. Our buddy Matt Boatman said, I knew he was coming back the whole time. It was smart on his part to seek out advice on where he needs to improve for next year uh, and wrapping up the Facebook comments Jeff said good I'm glad he's returning I think UK needs EJ to play the four but less confident about his return um, and that can we can kind of transition now into what this means going forward Kyle because we're still waiting as we're recording at a little after 8 p.m. on Tuesday for EJ Montgomery's decision uh, I guess I'll just ask do you know have like any more intel or any idea what when where how we can uh, kind of anticipate EJ announcing? No, I don't. I know, you know, he supposedly had the workout today, but beyond that, um, I, I don't know when we're going to hear something tomorrow. Hopefully it's not at 1159, but uh, it, uh, I, my hunch is that he's staying in the draft. I mean, it just it feels like everything's trending that way. Obviously that was what Tony Delk told uh, Jerry Tipton of the Herald leader, who's been training him a little bit that he thinks he'll stay in the draft. Um, I just, 
some people will not understand that. And, 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 and frankly, I, I think it's probably not the wisest move for him, but I also don't know his situation and I don't know what he's heard from NBA teams uh, that might've made him want to stay in and maybe we'll be wrong and people will throw the guy a parade in Lexington if he comes back. Cause I think they're fine. If, if EJ Montgomery comes back, they're fine in the front court. If EJ goes and they, and Blackshear pulls out of the draft and grad transfer to first to Kentucky, they're more than fine. Cause that's a proven, uh, high major, you know, big man. But if both those guys go in the draft, uh, stay in the draft, Kentucky's in a, pretty precarious situation i mean they have two scholarship big men that's it sustina mm-hmm. nick richards um so then what do you do i mean you know we, we maybe now we understand why they uh had a basically a recruited walk-on uh from in the state who's six foot eight right i yeah. mean brennan canada is he gonna have to play <laughs> i mean uh, you start to have to, you wonder that you wonder if he's an insurance policy, if nothing else, he may be a guy that they went out and got, cause it's like, they're thinking, how are we going to practice? Yeah. And that's the one thing, you know, if everything goes right and everybody stays healthy and everybody stays out of foul trouble, then if you have two or three big guys, you're okay. But what about just practice? Like the thing that Kentucky sells a lot of years to players. And one of the reasons, you know, they're good by the end of the year is you have a season of practicing against other five-star players at your position. Most Many years, the, basically Kentucky's 10 deep. Every guy on the team has a guy, uh, you know, a, a, a really high-level guy he's practicing against. Well, that's not, that is just absolutely not going to be the case, it looks like, in the front court. Yep. You know, who are you practicing against? How are you getting better? So, you know, once this all shakes out, we're going to have to revisit, like, what does Kentucky do to add somebody to that, that, you know, the, I guess the big man room, I don't know if they do rooms with the basketball team, like the, like the football team, the wide receiver room, but the, the big man room, if there is one is going to be pretty empty. It's going to be Kenny Payne and two dudes. Maybe, um, do they like, there's not a lot of grad transfer options out there besides Blackshear that are, you know, good enough. Is there some, you know, muscled up, not very refined, but big and strong and nasty, you know, post player in the Juco ranks that they go grab just to have a big body to push people around. Maybe, you know, are they just begging Isaiah Todd and, you know, uh, in Folly Dante and other guys in the 2020 class who are big enough, uh, to reclassify? I don't know, but, um, tomorrow could solidify, what I would categorize as a, a, a bit of a um, desperate situation for Kentucky in the front court, just I mean, as much as anything, just to practice. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, wrapping up the comments on Nick Richards coming back. Uh, well, these are from Twitter. Rob said, I think it's great for all parties. Nick will surely benefit from the additional work under KP and Cal, and the team is going to need his size and contribution next year. Good luck to all next season. Uh, a guy that has the handle Ice T just had a gif of a the spelling bee champion in confetti. Kentucky fan said, Woo! And Aaron said, Not trying to diss the kid, but besides having maybe one or two good games in his career, he had no business going to the NBA. Yes, he is a big man, but unless he bulks up and can rebound better, I, uh, I got no love for him coming back either. Well, okay then, Aaron. 
that's about EJ? No, that's about Nick. Unless he bulks up. Yeah, I know. Uh, this there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, opinions there there that I'm not completely getting. So um, let's uh, let's wrap this segment and then talk about uh, R.J. Hampton. But I want to wrap this segment telling a kind of a, as I mentioned, a really heartwarming story that was from the Memphis Commercial Appeal. Uh, it was about a young man who had uh, been killed in gang violence in West Memphis, which is across the state line in Arkansas. Taylin Vale uh, was was killed by stray bullets in a drive-by shooting while sleeping at his grandmother's house. And Taylin's favorite team was Kentucky. Uh, the story didn't get into exactly how that be- came to happen. Um, but John Calipari was made of what, aware of what happened and on Mother's Day sent down a signed jersey that had Taylin's favorite number um, and his name on it. And then accompanying that, was an official scholarship offer um, and he was going into his freshman year of high school uh, Tabitha the the mom's name had it put in this nice shadow box and this all came to light I guess at the end of last week because they had uh, kind of a vigil uh, for Talon and, and this story got out but this is one of those things that we talked about a ton Kyle John Calipari doing something for, for somebody and it never him never expecting it to get out kind of a, a really really nice gesture yeah yeah i, I you know there, there's probably not a whole lot of comforting a family in that situation i had actually read about that um uh, that killing uh, a while back and it's heartbreaking obviously um but what a, a really cool thing to do and a cool surprise uh for that mom who obviously wants some something special to hold on to uh from her child and uh that is i think something that they will i I would guess cherish for forever and so very a very kind act um and and i you know from what i understand that stuff does happen a lot Uh, i think if when people write to to calipari or to kentucky basketball and uh share a story like that i think they try to do what they can to um to send something out and, and, you know, I don't know how much a, a Jersey or a piece of paper comforts people in that situation, but I would imagine quite a bit more than you would expect. Yeah. Yeah. I won't hundred percent. i agree with that. Um, before we get into RJ Hampton, I do want to tell you a couple quick things. One, you all should check out the new Himalaya app. Remember the show is available every day and you can subscribe to locked on Kentucky on the new Himalaya podcasting app. It is an ever-expanding podcasting world, and Himalaya, with their new personally curated playlists and new features every day, is the spot to get your podcast. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked on Kentucky. Also, today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. Should I try a New Zealand accent? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, RJ Hampton, who uh, Kyle, you often said that you thought if he stayed in the 2020 class and went the college route, it would have been Kentucky. But he reclassified to 2019 announced on ESPN this morning uh, 
that he will be foregoing college and be playing pro basketball in the NBL with the New Zealand Breakers. Uh, kind of a slight slight twist on a story that we've seen a couple times. I guess uh, Terrence Ferguson did this uh, exact same thing, but the, I guess the NBL wasn't as well established at that point. You, pro- I wasn't 100% surprised at this decision when you read Hampton's tweet about his announcement. It was kind of semi-cryptic. It didn't mention colleges at all. Um, uh, but Kyle, this is, this is something that he felt like he didn't need the college experience, um, and just wanted to get on with his professional basketball career. Yeah. And of course it, uh, it creates a, uh, it creates a bunch of, uh, stories about whether this is going to be a new, new trend. If we're going to see a, uh, a wave of top high school kids skipping college to go play overseas, uh, I don't think so. I mean, I think there's going to be one or two every year, which there have been lately, and that's fine. I mean, they, no one has dramatically helped themselves uh, in terms of comparing where they were ranked coming out of high school to where they got drafted or how successful they were in the NBA. You know, Brandon Jennings was a, a fine NBA player, made a good, made plenty of money, but um, – was not drafted higher than he was ranked coming out of high school and, and has never become like a star in the NBA. Uh, I don't think anybody dramatically hurt themselves either. It's just, you know, it's just another option to me. And, yeah. uh, you know, I don't, I don't think it's uh, a great option. I don't think it's a horrible option. The, 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 the upside is you're getting paid. And in some cases, I think in Hampton's case, a nice sum of money in that year before you can go to the NBA. And if that's all it's about, then, you know, go get it. I I'd say go get it. But um, yeah. I don't think it's going to be like the, you know, five of the top 10 guys this year decided not to play college basketball because places like Duke and Kentucky and others continue to be a good place to market yourself uh, to, you know, being a program that's all geared towards getting you ready for the NBA. And, uh, you know, that has proven to be a path where, you come in highly ranked and you get drafted highly, uh, or in some cases higher than you were ranked in high school. I feel like uh, this is coming at the tail end when in 2022 things are going to go back to where you can be drafted straight out of high school. So none of this will really matter a ton. Uh, but I, I honestly, I, I do kind of maybe think that if, if we lived in a world where that rule didn't get changed, this might, I, I don't know if it was a trend, but it's something that feels more viable um, than other options in the past because the NBL has done a really good job positioning themselves to seem like they're a top basketball uh, league in the world, and they kind of already have a semi-pipeline to the NBA. I mean, Andrew Bogut played in that league, and now he's in the finals. We Obviously, Kentucky fans are familiar with Isaac Humphreys, who played in that league, and then at the end of this season uh, was added to the Hawks. Um, so it seems like that they've they've got a good partnership going on, and they actually do have a partnership partnership going on because NBL teams now, I think this will be the third straight summer, some of them teams will come over to the States and play in preseason games against against NBA teams. So that that in theory could be used as a, could, well, could have been used. Like I said, we only got, what, two or three years until uh, none of this really matters. Um, could have been used 
to get guys to say, well, you'll be able to go up and you'll be able to have tape against NBA teams. And so people will be able to kind of see you, even though you won't get the exposure every day that college basketball would have. But I will say this, Kyle, uh, like going overseas never became the trend, but there are going to be, after this year's draft, it'll be two years of two straight guys that were five stars that didn't play college basketball that will get drafted. Last year it was Anthony uh, Simons and Mitchell Robinson. Simons had a grad, a post-grad high school career at a prep school, I guess. Mitchell Robinson had a weird situation, was at Western, wasn't at Western, was at Western, wasn't at Western, I guess, and then he just cha- uh, trained. Um, this year we're going to have two guys most likely. Uh, Jalen LeCue, who is an NC State commit, went through all the draft stuff. Looks like he's projected possibly at the end of the first, probably at the beginning of the second. Um, he did the prep school uh, route as well with his extra year of high school. And then Darius Baisley, who got a ton of publicity for having a million-dollar quote-unquote internship at New Balance and just trained this whole season, uh, didn't play at um, Syracuse last season. So, like, you know, guys are, top guys are skipping college and having impact because they're not going to college um, on some programs, but it isn't, like you said, Kyle, top five guys, so the impact and the publicity isn't as great. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, that's... uh... That's my thoughts on it completely. Yeah, so I mean, I always feel like um, like I was joking with you yesterday about straddling a fence. Uh, that's what I'm attempting to do here because I think people who take it to the extremes of both sides are kind of silly. People are like, well, college just gives you everything you could ever want in the world. It's the best route, and you no one should ever question that. And then I'm like, well, that's true. Some parts of that are true. And the, the other part of people who say, and college gives you nothing, well, that's not true either, so... Um, I, I just, it is interesting that people are like, well, no one's been successful. Well, there's been multiple guys drafted, so we'll see. Um, I guess that's really about it for today. I do, we, we won't get into it cause we were about out of time for today and Kyle talked way too long yesterday, but I did just want to ask you quickly, did you get to see Will Wade squirm in that press conference today? Uh, yeah, it was pretty fantastic. <laughs> Uh, when, when Pat Forty asked him, uh, what did he ask him? Like, what did, what did a good ass offer mean? What is a strong ass offer? Yeah. And he, he was like, ah, uh, that's a good question, but <laughs> I can't, I'm not at liberty to say basically. Yeah. He totally uh, like copped out of everything. Cause he was like, those are confidential meetings. Yeah. I mean, it's to me, it's pretty telling that the guy can't. When he was asked directly, did you or anybody in your staff pay players? And he couldn't answer the question with a no. Um, yeah. I mean, look, if it's no, you say no. Uh, you can't, you don't want to, uh, you don't want to lie as you wait for the NCAA to decide if, how, how or if they're going to punish you. You don't want to lie. If there was something going on, you can't say, stand up there and say no. The NCAA will hit you even harder. But if there is, but if it's not a lie, if it's just no, if you just didn't play pay players, if you and your staff just didn't pay anybody, you just say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. And, and, and Will Wade didn't just say no. Yeah, and so. th- this LSU team is going to be super intriguing. We talked about it a ton uh, last season, how they had a ton of talent. They're losing Tremont Waters and Nas Reed um, and Big B Williams, who was a grad transfer from Oregon. 
but from everything I've read, they're getting everybody else back. Emmett Williams, uh, it was announced today. Uh, well, it was sources confirmed. I think this was an Evan Daniels tweet um, or maybe uh, Jeff, Jeff, Goodman, yeah, Jeff Goodman tweet uh, that he will return. Um, so they're going to have talent. Uh, Tr- Trendon Wofford, five-star guy coming in as well. So they're going to have talent, and they're going to have this circus. There'll be something else to cover. Uh, as we wrap real quick, Frank sent us a tweet as we were uh, recording on uh, Nick coming back. He said, I'm loving it, and I believe he'll be a key piece uh, for next year's team. So there you go. We'll, we'll be talking about EJ's decision. Hopefully we don't have to record after midnight, Kyle, but uh, <laughs> we'll find <Yeah>. out. <laughs> so the best way to get that as soon as we record and post is to hit subscribe uh, to however you listen to Locked on Kentucky. Hopefully it's in the new Himalaya app, but we love all listeners on all apps. Until then, uh, be sure to be following along with our coverage. You can follow Kyle on Twitter. At Kyle Tucker underscore ATH. And read his work on The Athletic. You can listen to me weeknight 6 to 8 p.m. on 630 WLAP and follow along with my Twitter at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. The show's Twitter is at Locked on UK. And as we've mentioned, you can join the Locked on Kentucky Facebook group and like the Locked on Kentucky page on Facebook. Just search Locked on Kentucky. Thanks so much, guys, uh, for listening. Thanks again to Birch Sheet Metal and Hotels.com for sponsoring this edition of the show. Please, the best way to help this show grow is to share it with somebody else who would enjoy. We will talk to you guys soon. You are Locked on Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. We'll probably do um, Richard slightly over two segments because I got some comments from people on Twitter and <laughs> Facebook. So want to okay. mention those.